Today, we've got one of the most popular Serious Sellers podcast guests of all time, Kevin King, a true e-commerce superstar who's going to let us know what he's been up to and give us his top tricks and strategies for 2020. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got one of the most serious sellers in the world, Kevin King, right here on the opposite side of the table. Kevin, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast studio for the first time. I know. I'm glad to be back here. How's it how's it going, Bradley? I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Yes. You know, hey, you know what's something? Times. This is there's a lot of podcasts out there uh, in this space, you know, and I have a, a whole bunch of them bookmarked. And this is the only one I listen to religiously. Can awesome. you believe that? Others I I, I, I pick and choose depending on who the guest is, but I always have to listen to see who Bradley's got on because it's always interesting and always cool stuff and it's always different. Thank you for that. Any favorite guests that you've heard over the last year now that we've been on our year? Yeah, there's, well, there's quite, a, I mean, you've had a lot. Um, um, favorite guest, who, who stands out? No, I, I, could, I can't say that I actually have a favorite, but uh, I like, you know, occasionally there's someone on there that uh, um, you got to fast forward a little bit, but, uh, but <laughs> normally it's, uh, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, I listen to a lot of my podcast in uh, one and a half or two X, mm-hmm. uh, just so that uh, I can get yeah, through them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The one thing I've tried, you know, is to have the biggest variety. So yeah, you know, there, there's somebody that you might want to fast forward, but for somebody else that might be like, oh, I'm going to slow this down because I'm going to rewind this. This is amazing. And somebody might be the opposite, you know, somebody who you really like, maybe somebody else is not that great, but I try and try and have the widest variety of guests here to make sure somebody finds something interesting. You know, still to date your episode, I think it was like episode two is your first time on the Serious Sellers podcast. And that's still one of the, the most downloaded episodes that we have. People love to hear your strategies. But for everybody who doesn't know who Kevin King is and, and wondering, like, why would I be interested in this, this good-looking dude's uh, strategies? Well, give us a, a quick background on, on your, your e-commerce background and, and why we should pay attention to what you're saying. Well, I don't know if you should pay attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm but... saying so. <laughs> no, I've been doing e-commerce for uh, over 30 years. Uh, going back before there was a Google, I, I started in the direct marketing, doing direct mail, which is kind of what e-commerce in a way is now. It's kind of an evolution of that. I've been selling on Amazon since 2001, doing private labels since 2015, been importing stuff from uh, Asia and overseas for uh, a couple decades. So I've got a little bit of experience in it. And uh, yeah, so running seven companies right now between uh, some of the training stuff I do for Helium 10 and some of my other Amazon businesses. And then I've got, got a couple things off Amazon as well. Okay, excellent, excellent. So everybody loves the, the Freedom Ticket program you know, that, that we opened up, that was, you know, people were calling me out, Hey Bradley, you said you weren't going to have uh, somebody twice in the same year on the podcast. And we had you one other time, but that was just to make that special announcement. This is, this is the, the in-depth interview and, and it's been a year since you've been on, but we had launched that. Well, it's been like October, November last yeah, year. We launched, well, Freedom Ticket first launched back in 2017. The original one. Yeah. The original one. And then uh, we redid it, updated it, redid it, made it, uh, added a lot of modules to it. Uh, I think even you were a little bit surprised at how much mm-hmm. it took to actually create that course. And we put that out uh, early October. Uh, we made that free for anybody who has a Helium 10 membership. So if you have a Helium 10 subscription of any level, doesn't matter what level it is, you actually have the ability to add Freedom Ticket at no extra charge. And that's not only just for beginners. I mean, the course is, is aimed at the private label side of things, but people who are, have already been selling for a while, I think, can get a lot from it as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, as you know, Tim, Tim and I did that Project X that we had going on. And a lot of episodes, people were like, wait a minute, you didn't talk about this. You know, you, you should do this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is only a 12-hour uh, series. We can't do every single aspect. But guess what? That's what Freedom Ticket is for. So we just send people the Freedom Ticket because that, that's over 40 hours, 80 modules now. And, and we're adding more. We're, we're adding a couple today. That's why one of the reasons why you're here filming some stuff. And and we've got guests on there. A lot of them have been on the, the podcast. Just yesterday, we actually filmed two more Freedom Ticket modules coming out. One on PPC, one on translation. So, so guys, if you are already a Helium 10 user, absolutely take advantage of that over 40 hours of A to Z training. It's really great. Now, I have to say too. But, I mean, back you mentioned Project X. You know, Project X is a it's a little bit different approach. You know, with with Bradley and Tim doing Project X, that's more of a case study. Mm -hmm. Freedom Ticket is more of a straight up training. So, Freedom Ticket is a lot of the fundamentals and the the groundwork. And Project X is great for seeing the implementation. Plus, Tim brings a little bit different approach than some of what I teach in Freedom Ticket, which is great for you guys. So if you're not doing both, I highly recommend if you've only been doing Freedom Ticket, you need to take a look, go to YouTube, subscribe and take a look at the free, uh, the Project X or vice versa. If you've only been watching Project X, take a look at Freedom Ticket because I think by seeing two different approaches and two different styles, there's some overlap, but you're going to, I think it's going to make you much more well-rounded and give you a lot of good ideas and inspiration for how you can uh, do your Amazon business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, real quick, let, let's just recap since you've been on the show last time. You know, obviously you've sold tens of millions of dollars on and off of Amazon. But last year, anything exciting happened? Like what were the things that were working for you? Or did, did you launch any products or are you just scaling your existing ones? So yeah, since the, uh, the last time I was on, um, I've, I have launched a few new products. I've, um, I've been working on a couple of new businesses, a couple of new joint ventures as well. Um, and, uh, I think I mentioned even last time, you know, I, I have a seasonal business with the, the calendars that I do. Oh yeah. That, that, that was the one you said in 2018 towards the end of the year, you didn't do PPC, didn't do any like giveaways or launch and you were able to sell six figures of, of these calendars. Yeah. The, the same thing happened this year. I didn't uh, do any PPC. I didn't do any launches, no giveaways, no rebates, no nothing. I simply, put the products up and create the listings in such a way and was able to uh, do product, uh, get on the, the other people's pages mm -hmm. um, uh, by doing the right keywords. So I would show up where there's some opportunities there. And uh, yeah, the sales this year were dramatically higher uh, than last year. We had five different calendars uh, that we do. We, we manufacture, those, manufacture those in South Korea and landed cost is $1.52 and we sell them at $19.95. And at one point uh, this year, the sales, uh, one of our days was uh, more than $10,000 worth of calendars. Uh, and there's a lot of days, um, uh, every day pretty much uh, was in the four uh, four figures, uh, mid to mid four figures until we ran out of a couple of them. And it's always, uh, you know, selling calendars is like selling milk. Uh, they, they are dated, obviously, because yeah. of dates in them. So after Christmas, people typically don't want to pay full price for them or the sales just drop off. It's mm -hmm. not like a normal product. And so you judging your inventory levels is always tough and your cover image can make a huge difference and there's a number of factors. So every year I'm always afraid, did I order too many of this one or did I not order enough of this one? But uh, this year it, it worked out pretty good and we got some pretty good ideas for what we're going to do next year to expand that out uh, and do some really cool stuff. Now, this isn't just like some white label thing that you're doing. You actually do all the photography or you commission the photography for these as well? Yeah, I have a partner, uh, Mark, uh, who actually I've been, I've been working with him. He's a photographer by trade. He's a fashion photographer, glamour photographer. And so we've been uh, working together probably 20 some odd years on different stuff. And so we've, we've created these images. Sometimes we shoot some new stuff. Sometimes it's stuff that's from uh, the recycled bin. Uh, mm -hmm. that, and 
every year we put out uh, out these calendars. Uh, and then we also have a direct to consumer list where we capture capture all their names and everything, and we actually mail out a printed catalog to that list. It's about 6,000 people that are regular buyers on that list. And you would think someone's, oh, um, they're spending 20 bucks for a calendar. But that's not the case. The average order is over $100. And these guys are regulars. They're like diehard customers. And so uh, next year we're going to be get some cool ideas on how we're going to leverage that list to drive a tremendous amount of sales for just more than the five calendars uh, that we normally do on Amazon. That, 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 that brochure, we have about 100 calendars in. Crazy. Now, there are some things that obviously changed throughout the year, you know, since we, since we talked last, whether it's, it's, you know, things about, you know, what kind of launch strategies work or, or how to contact your customers or having inserts or no inserts or different new ways of PPC. What were some of the, some of the things that, that changed on Amazon in the last year that, that you like that, that worked out well for you, or maybe some things that cause you to do your business a little bit differently. Like for example, the one thing I can think of, I know you've talked a lot about, you know, being able to send like postcards out to people. Now it's harder for a lot, a lot of, you know, some accounts still do have that information for people's addresses, but most Amazon sellers now can't even see their, their, their addresses. So what are some of the things that, that change on Amazon positive or negative that you can talk about? Yeah, I think that's one of the, I mean, there's a lot of change, you know, all the stuff with the PPC, there's a lot of changes with the, the you know, the feedbacks and the emails and all that kind of stuff. That's affected, but honestly, I quit doing emails uh, a couple years ago because I just didn't find them to be very effective for me, uh, and I think it just annoys people more than it does uh, benefit. So I just I dropped it. Uh, not to say that some people had great success with that, uh, but the biggest thing, the biggest change, probably uh, you know the way people are doing uh, launches now is completely changed, um, and the takeaway of the customer data. I mean back on that calendar business, one of the benefits I would have is if I sold 20,000 calendars through, through Amazon or, or, or something, uh, I would have 20,000 names and addresses that I could then download and actually send out my flyer to uh, and sell them additional products and additional things. It wasn't just buy our calendars. It's like I said, we had over 100 different ones, other ones that we were basically just a distributor of. And that, that was taken away for most accounts. I still have it on one of my accounts because I think that account is grandfathered in and there must have been a different uh, uh, contract that I signed back then because mm -hmm. um, that account also has daily withdrawals uh, in full amount, no holdbacks, you know, no rolling reserves, no nothing. Uh, so the, I still have that, luckily, knock on wood, but uh, a lot of people don't. And that does change the way. Uh, I think a lot of people weren't really using that, uh, to be honest. You know, I've talked about how to do postcards and how to do stuff, but a lot of people, I think, is a little bit too advanced for them. And yeah. uh, so I don't know that's good, that that's going to affect a lot of people. Now on the on the flip side, something maybe that that that's been good that Amazon's release is like the brand analytics. You know, we didn't have that. I don't think when when we were talking last year. But how have you leveraged that, or do you leverage that at all in, in your research? Yeah, brand analytics is huge. I mean, the thing I do is, I mean, Helium Ten is my tool of choice. Obviously, and I'm not just saying that because I do some training with with you guys and stuff. But even if I just some random guy and didn't wasn't involved on the training side or anything, I would still use Helium Ten. I like Helium 10 because it's it's very robust and gives me the data, but there's a few things that you just can't get. I mean, there's some software tools that may provide some of this data, but they're doing it with, without Amazon's permission. And Helium 10 goes by the book and does what's allowed. And so I like to go to Brand Analytics because that's coming from Amazon. They have some additional data. Uh, like I said, some people scrape that and put it into a tool, which you're not allowed to do. But there's some additional data in there that can be very, very valuable on the conversion rates and on, on checking on products. And you can take that and interpolate that and put that into some uh, some formulas 
where you can really see what's converting and what's not. Uh, and it takes a lot of guesswork out. Um, so if you really know how to use brand analytics, it can be a, a huge advantage to you. Awesome. Awesome. Now you have some, some things on the horizon, you know, 20 or let me just ask, was 2019 your biggest year on Amazon yet? Or did you scale back a little bit because of some of these new projects? Uh, 2019 was, uh, I wouldn't say it was my biggest year yet. I think my biggest year yet is coming. Okay. Uh, it was, it was a good year. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've got a lot of projects, uh, in the works. I mean, I, I have, uh, three different Amazon accounts. Um, and I, my wife has an account, which I help her do some of the stuff on there. Her account has done pretty well. Uh, but I'm working on a, a brand new project with some partners, uh, that's I'm expecting to, to blow up huge, uh, in the next uh, three years. And so what I'm basically doing on that account, uh, it's, it's has to do with a recycled plastics. Um, so we have two different products. One is a products made out of recycled ocean waste or things that's destined for the ocean. And the other one is uh, we have the exclusives in the U S for a type of plastic that's uh, fully biodegradable. You know, you might, uh, for example, you know, I, I often coach people uh, to be careful on saturated niches. And one of the saturated niches is doggy bags, um, you know, doggy poop bags. And, but there's products, there's doggy poop bags. They're selling 800,000, a million dollars a month just mm -hmm. on Amazon single bags. And there's some people that are very successful that say their bags are biodegradable and they're actually not biodegradable. They're in a green box. It looks like, it looks like it's biodegradable. They got all these little cert certifications on there, but they're only biodegradable if you take them to one of these industrial compost facilities. And there's about, there's only a handful of those in the United States. Most people aren't going to do that. Most people are going to throw them in the trash or throw them uh, in, in the normal garbage or, you know, wherever. And, most of that stuff, over half of it's going to take 300 years to biodegrade. It's not truly biodegradable. Versus we have a technology that we have the exclusives on that's coming out of uh, Asia where it's 100% biodegradable within a year. And so it actually goes back. If, you, if you're out walking your dog and you pick up the poop in this dog bag and for whatever reason you th just throw it in the woods, you can be confident that within a, one year's time, it's actually going to go back to carbon and atoms. It's actually going to go back to nature. And it's so much so that one of the demonstration videos we're going to be doing on this product when we launch it, we're going to take one of these dog poop bags and dip it in some hot water because the hot water will accelerate the process. And you will see the bag dissolve before your eyes, and then I'll drink it. And oh, so yes. <clears throat> um, that's going to be one of the product demonstration videos to show. And so I'm entering a saturated market with this product. That's one of the products we're doing. I, I'm not going to say them all. But entering, this, entering that market with a saturated product because I think we can differentiate it. Mm -hmm. We're going to charge a premium for it. It's going to be a little bit more, but I do my homework just yet. I, I live in Austin, Texas. I live right on the river in Austin, Texas. Um, I live off of rainy street in Austin and right outside my door is one is every day. There's hundreds, literally hundreds, if not thousands of people walking their dogs along the trail. So I actually took some of these bags out there just, uh, just a couple of days ago and actually got anonymous feedback from people. And it was overwhelming, like, holy cow, this is amazing. And people were, like, holding up. You know, I do my product research, so people were holding up. It was like, well, they're pulling a bag out of their pocket. Like, well, I have this one here that's made out of vegetable uh, starch or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not biodegradable. Look at this, look at this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. There's a lot of trickery in the marketing, and a lot of what people believe is not truth out there. Yeah. If you look at the fine print on it, it says 100% compostable, but only in an industrial facility. And there's not very many in the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to, it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle, but that's why I always say the opportunities on Amazon are immense right now. And because if you, if you have a unique product and you have a differentiator, I'm talking about my product right here. 
Mm-hmm. I've actually told you one of the products we're doing. And most people would never do that. Yeah. It's because I have a moat around it, and we have such a differentiating product that I think we can come into this market and take a big piece of it. Am I going to sell a million dollars worth a month a month worth of these? Probably not, because there's still going to be people that want the cheaper bags and don't yeah. care, or they're misled. But can we slice out a little piece of that and do quarter of a million or half a million on a single bag? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so our goal with this company is we're we're building it to sell because I've always taught that the most money in this business is not made when you're operating the business. It's made when you sell the business. Mm-hmm. And because of all my connections and everybody that I know, we have an all-star team of people that are on board uh, that, and we're launching with a serious amount of money, uh, you know, s- seven figures cash to do this whole line of products. And so we're building this to hopefully building it from day one with all the systems, the SOPs, the, everything that we teach in place to actually sell this in three years, hopefully to a big brand, maybe a Procter & Gamble or who knows who it'll be and have a huge payday. Uh, and so that's our goal with this. And it's a challenge, uh, but I think it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be really good. That sounds interesting. You know, I, I think that a lot of people, you know, just focus on, oh, I, I'm just going to look at, at these categories where there's not many people have reviews and it's brand new and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You can find some opportunity there, but that's one of the ways we teach in project X, one of the ways you teach in, in freedom ticket, but, but there's a lot of different ways to, to even in saturated markets, that you can come in with something new and still have a chance. You know, um, just because everybody on page one has a thousand reviews doesn't mean that it's impossible to sell. If you come in with something that nobody else has, and we all know that the world, I mean, more than ever in my 40 years on this earth is so concerned about the environment and global warming and, and organic this and organic that and and all this stuff. And, and there's a big chunk of the population looking for that stuff. And they can't find it. So they just end up getting, yeah, getting one of those that has a thousand reviews, just, they just get, or the vegetable starch or whatever one that you were talking about, because that's all, that's, that's all there is, but they're, they're hungry for a product like this. So the traditional things that might tell you, oh yeah, this might be too saturated. You can't sell. They don't apply in cases like that, where you really have a differentiator like that, that people are, are, are passionate about. And yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not going to be, we're going to launch to page one and be able to stick there because mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, there's bags. You can go buy Amazon basics or some of these other guys' bags, you know, you get, I don't know what the number is. I'm making this up a thousand bags for 15 bucks or something, yeah. some crazy number. You know, we're going to be more like 60 bags for 10 bucks or, or something like that. So is the average everyday consumer going to be eco-conscious or dollar conscious? You know, you're going to have, but you have both. And there's enough people that are buying these eco bags thinking they're really eco and they're paying a premium already. I think we can get in there and it's, it's going to be an uphill climb initially because we're not going to have reviews. We're going to be at a higher price point. So we're going to have to have, you know, these, this compelling video, like I said, you know, someone drinking the bag uh, or whatever to show that this is completely biodegradable. And, I, and we'll do some outside marketing from Amazon, you know, some Facebook stuff, some Instagram stuff. We'll get some influencers behind it. And I think we can start our momentum. And the beautiful thing about this product uh, is it's, it's, a, it's a, something people have to buy every month. And so if we get people hooked, we may have to spend a little bit more money up front and lose a little bit of money on the first six months or something. But once we get people hooked on the product, the potential is, is immense. Subscribe and save. That would exactly. be a great one for subscribe exactly. and save. Cool, cool. We'll definitely want to touch bases with you later to see, to see how, how that one works out for you. Now, what, what are some you know, things that, that you see? You actually don't travel too much anymore. You, last year, you were going to speak at different events like every month or so. But because of that, you have a unique viewpoint on, on hearing a lot of the scuttlebutt or 
things around the water cooler about what's working for people, what's not working, you know, when you go to these different conferences and network with so many sellers or some of the, the trends that you've seen where you're like, oh man, I can't believe these people are doing this or, or the, or the things that were working for them, you know, not, not necessarily the strategies that come from you, but what, what are some of the biggest mistakes last year that you saw even good sellers doing? The biggest mistakes that I saw good sellers doing? Um, that's a good question. Uh, biggest mistakes I saw good sellers doing? I mean, a lot of people are still doing a lot of black hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the black hat. I, uh, I don't do it myself. You know, I've never even done a rebate. Um, by, by the way, for anybody out there who's brand new, doesn't know what black hat means. We, I think most of us know, but it's kind of like the illegal strategies, like doing strategies that are against Amazon terms of service in order to, to gain the system. In other words, there's a lot of people that are still looking for shortcuts and a lot of successful sellers. They always want to know the latest hack or the latest trick. And, you know, I, I know some of that kind of stuff because, and I teach some of that because people want to hear that, but that's not the way to build a huge business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way maybe to make some short-term money. But you're always, it's always going to catch up to you. And it's not the way to build a brand or a business. The way to do something, build a brand or a business is what I just talked about, where I could build something and sell that uh, in, in three years for $20 million plus and have a, and have a huge payday versus what's the, the latest hack today or how can I make an extra thousand bucks if I do this or that. So that's probably the number one thing that too many people are still obsessed with that. Mm. And they're too obsessed with their competition. What's my competition doing? What's my competition ranked? Uh, who gives a flip? You know, it's focus on yourself and focus on putting out a good product for your customers. And that's where you got to focus. And too many people get lost in that. And, and, and it's, it's sad. And then there's a lot of people that still are coming in this business. They're watching project X or their freedom ticket. And we do examples or they, they see it on one of these other training courses yeah. and they do this, the same old products Well, there's no differentiation. Um, if, yeah, or real quick, let me just tell you a story. I just, I just, found, I wish I could just turn my computer around and show this to you, but I know you haven't seen all the episodes of Project X, but one of the things that, that we were telling people to do, or that Tim does, is this, this has nothing to do with me because I never use this, but, but he's like, order some products on, on Etsy or make it in your garage or something and do like a PPC test on a brand new ASIN just to be able to see what the PPC costs are going to be, you know, see how many clicks you can get, but like put it at a crazy high price. And one of the products that we had on Project X was this coffin shelf. And I don't know how many times we've told everybody, we had a coffin shelf and we had an egg tray that we've been, we've been doing on Project X. And we told everybody, guys, Tens, hundreds of thousands of people are watching these videos. Uh, you know, we're not doing this to make money. We're pretty sure that this is going to get saturated eventually, just like garlic press or whatever. But so don't copy, you know, what we're doing. Yesterday, I'm looking on, I, w- I want to show this to you. I'm, l- I'm looking on Amazon and our coffin shelf just came back into stock because it had sold out actually because it was selling so well. And then l- let me see if I can, if I can turn this around and, and show it to you here. But take a look at the uh, sponsored sponsored oh it's not it's not it's not turning around this monitor but anyways right here there's a 104 dollar coffin shelf that's they basically followed the entire project x and they're obviously doing a ppc test they don't even have you know ton, tons of stock but guys when you see it's not that it's bad information what's on project x but like we said when you see something in freedom ticket when you see me doing a training video it's exactly like kevin said if you guys are just copying these things exactly you're not going to be successful because every, there's going to be other people doing the same thing it's meant to show you just one of the ways, but you've got to be able to do your own thing and not just do this cookie cutter stuff because if everybody's doing the same thing, well, obviously not everybody's going to be successful. But and a lot of people, they, they, you know, you hear a lot in the Facebook groups and the Helium 10 group and other groups, oh, Amazon's too saturated or I, I can't find a product or whatever. That's just because you're, you're not doing it right. I think the opportunities on Amazon right now are better than they've ever been. In fact, I was just talking yes, uh, two days ago to a guy who's bought four Amazon businesses. He spent 
millions of dollars buying four different Amazon business. And we're talking to him about something we're doing with the product savants, uh, another business of mine. And we, he was like, look, you know, I love it when I see people on the Facebook group saying, ah, it's saturated. It's no opportunities left. Amazon, what's the next thing to make money? It's just all one big scam. Yeah. And I love that because I want those people to leave because it's more, more for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree with him. I mean, he, he is super bullish on it and I'm super bullish on it too. And is it easy or is it a get rich quick like it used to be? Absolutely not. But if you, the, the power of what Amazon can do and the lives it can transform and most people that are younger have no clue how good they have it to just be able to be in front of a hundred million people instantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you used to have to claw and scratch and, and everything to get in front of a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. And now it, it's, it's amazing what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned that our products of on, was that the thing that, that morphed from the Kevin and Steve before? Yeah. The Kevin and Steve, you might've heard you sell some. Yeah, of the I, th- I think we talked about that a little Kevin bit and uh, Steve, yeah. on the last episode. So, so that's basically the, Correct me if I'm wrong. I know it hasn't been released yet, but like since since you've got such a, a background in product selection and you know how to pick them, and then Steve Simonson has such a a background in like uh, being able to source the products. You guys are joining forces and actually finding products and arranging for them to for somebody to start, and then somebody just buys that opportunity kind of from you, and then they launch it. Right? It's, yeah, that's, that's explain a, it better than me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, some of you may have heard of Steve Simonson. Uh, this guy's. Uh, been around the block a few times, you know, brings in hundreds of containers a year through his, several of his business. Super smart guy, really good, uh, likes to give back to entrepreneurs. But he's got a whole team over in China of people that he's been using for years that do sourcing, and they really know their stuff. And so I, I'm really good at, uh, at using the tools like Helium 10 and, and Instinct and Intuition and, and finding great opportunities. And as I'm looking for products for my other businesses, sometimes I'll find something like, this is an awesome opportunity. It just doesn't fit into my brand, but someone should do this. Mm. I don't have the time or the money to do it, but someone should do it. So we're taking those products. I spin them over to him. He uses his team to source them. And then we go uh, and we will actually say, look, we've got a product for you. It's already been sourced. Those are two of the big pain points. Product selection and sourcing are two huge Mm. pain points for a lot of people. And that's where they get hung up. So we've actually, we'll say, here's the product. We don't tell you what it is. We'll say this product is in the, the, I don't know, this home and garden category. And this product can do $100,000 a month, potentially, if it's got 72 different keywords. And here's the six that we think, uh, based on the research and the screenshots from Helium 10, uh, we, but we don't tell you what it is. And then you will turn around and you'll say, hey, uh, that looks great. Uh, I, need, I want some in that category. You pay us a small upfront fee, and then we get a small fee on the backside. And then we provide that product to you. Um, and then it's up to you to actually launch it, and we're not involved at that point forward. Mm-hmm. But we've taken two of the huge pain points off. And so we tested this at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit uh, that you were at. And we had a, couple, had a couple guys sign up as a beta. And one of the guys launched in December, and he's crushing it with the products that we're doing, just literally crushing it. And another one just launched. And so we wanted to get the bugs out of the system. And in, uh, in mid-March, later this month, we're actually going to uh, announce it to the public and make it available. It's limited. Uh, and it, it's a huge, it's a great opportunity. And in fact, we have now people that are buying Amazon businesses. Some of these guys that are doing, they're coming to us and saying, Hey, uh, we want, you know, a package of these from you, uh, because they know the value and, and they're putting a pretty big price tag on, on the value of what we can do. Yeah. So I think, um, it, you know, we're doing a webinar, I think March 18th on that. Um, okay. uh, it's called product savants, uh, or you can go to Kevin and Steve.com, but, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's going to help a lot of people uh, have a much better chance of success. 
All right. Now let's get into some of the, the, your strategies for 2020. You know, of course, things can change on Amazon at any time. And so if you're listening to this in like 2023 and you're like, wait a minute, you can't do that on Amazon anymore. Well, well, guys, right now it's it's a March 2020. So whatever Kevin's about to say now is working right now, but always, you know, double check things. So what are some strategies that you think are important for sellers to do in 2020? Maybe something that our audience hasn't heard about or isn't doing yet. I don't know if that's something... I that they haven't heard about, but I think, I mean, like I said, innovation is key. I mean, I think the days of sticking your label on something uh, that you find off of Alibaba are, are limited, and that's not the way to build a brand. You got to start innovating using companies like, I think you've had them on the podcast, like Gimba and mm -hmm. people like that, uh, that can develop products from scratch or, or really customize something. I think that's going to be, I think that's where it's moving. It's moving more towards a brand type of thing, and I think Amazon's going to become more of a, a pay-to-play type of place. You see it now with all the sponsored ads creeping and taking more and more of the real estate. Uh, I think that's going to weed out some some people, and you're going to have to have the margins to sustain that. Um, and then the strategies around launching. I mean, launching is still super important, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, a lot of people are doing the rebate stuff right now. Uh, um, you know, I'm getting mixed feelings. You know, some some people say, "Well, Amazon says it's totally okay." Mm -hmm. Other people says, "Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit gray." So you just have to make your own decision on that. But that seems to be highly effective for a lot of people. I personally am not doing that. I, I take a different approach with outside traffic and with optimizing my listing in, in a certain way. Um, but I think that's a, a big trend uh, that that's happening as well. The international expansion. Uh, on Amazon is, is huge. There's there's major opportunities outside. They're constantly adding new marketplaces. Um, that that's huge. Um, but as far as actual strat, uh, hardcore strategy, I mean, I think the thing people always ask me. The number one question I get in the Freedom Ticket when I do the Q and A is like Freedom Ticket Extra uh, yeah. or something. When I do those Q and A's, people are always like, "So how do I get reviews? You know, yeah. What's the number one way, way to get reviews?" Well, there's a couple of legitimate ways. One is if you're brand re uh, brand registered, uh, you can use the Vine program. Uh, another way is you can use the early, you know, pay mm -hmm. the 60 bucks. You don't have to be around registered for that and get the, uh, the first five. But the number one thing is you got to put out a damn good product. I mean, if you're putting out a good product that solves someone's problem and makes them happy, you're going to get reviews. And then it's a numbers game. Then it just becomes, you got to sell enough, you know, one to 2% naturally are going to leave a review. You can use, you know, if you want to use follow the follow-up tool from Helium 10 to try to bump that number up a half a point or another point or something, if you want to. And you just got to sell. And so that means you got to drive outside traffic or you got to have an audience already or you just got to sell. Uh, gaming the system, I think, is the wrong approach. And most people that are gaming the system are out of this, out of this business uh, within, within a year. They're just, it's a constant headache. And so um, that, you know, for reviews too, you don't need, if a guy's got a thousand, you know, like my product that I'm doing with the doggy bags, you know, there's people that have 10,000 reviews. How the heck am I going to compete against that? Well, I think if I the, the, scientifically the number is about twenty to twenty-one, depends on who you listen to, that you need for st for someone to actually believe your reviews. Yeah. And now with the new way that Amazon's doing, where you can just leave a rating without a review, I've seen that a lot more a lot more people are getting ratings. There's a lot of ratings being issued where people don't want to write a review, but they'll, they're gladly yeah. give a rating. So that's another reason to put out a good product because people that in the past who might not have want to sit down and actually write a review, they'll go and click five stars or four stars if they like your product and they're done with it and they're, they're happy to do that versus they don't want to write a review. And so I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing, seeing that, that happen. That's what you got to do. And then the launch stuff, um, launch is crucial, uh, but 
it all boils down to product selection. I mean, the success on Amazon all starts with your product selection. And if you don't pick the right product or you don't know how to differentiate it, or, you know, there's people out there that teach how to find the opportunities where people are bad at Amazon and you go in and fill that gap. You, you got you to gotta do things like that to succeed on Amazon. You can't just follow a cookie-cutter formula that it, that it fits in a box and under a certain weight and it can be air freighted over or some of the stuff that was taught in the past just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a couple minutes ago about sending outside traffic mm-hmm. to your Amazon. So we all know that Amazon loves outside traffic. So like, what's one of your suggested use cases or techniques of getting that outside traffic to your listing? So it depends on your category, but especially if you're in beauty, um, Pinterest is a highly underutilized uh, thing. And I also think I'm about to test this, but I know a couple of people that are crushing it on TikTok. If you're not familiar with TikTok, uh, TikTok is the probably the number one video platform right now among the young young people. Um, it's easy to get addicted to it and just lost in it with all the crazy stuff. But uh, I don't know exactly how to. Uh, to, to do TikTok, I'm actually going, uh, recently got to, went to a conference where someone was speaking about it, so I'm, I'm anxious to implement some of those strategies uh, because I think that's a wide open space right now. But Pinterest is another one uh, that a lot of people are underutilizing, I think, uh, to drive outside traffic. Obviously, if you have your own house list, you know, for example, my calendar business where I have a list of customers who buy in forever, one of the things we're going to do next year is to leverage that and drive that traffic to Amazon and Go through uh, and go to helium10.com forward slash gems and down and use some of the keyword tools and stuff there to actually rank a whole bunch of calendars besides ours and do a lot of customers who bought this bought that mm-hmm. uh, and uh, really blow that up. Um, so, um, yeah, that's those are the ways that I think are the best. I mean, Facebook is still good. A lot of people are still doing many chats. Um, there's a number of ways, but I think Pinterest and TikTok are two, depending on your category, two high, high, high level potentials you should take a look at. All right, cool. Now, before we get into this portion of the show, we call the 30 second tip, which I don't know if that's possible for Kevin to say something in 30 seconds or less, but we're, we're going to give that a try. We're going to play doing something else here, uh, which is the, the search volume game. You, oh, you no. didn't do this the oh, last no. time. All right. So uh, Kevin, guys, does not have a computer in front of him. He's not going to be cheating on, on Helium 10 Magnet and anybody else out there listening who wants to play along. Don't cheat either. So how this works, Kevin, is I'm going to give you three different keyword phrases, search search terms from Amazon, and I pulled them from a Helium 10 Magnet. And then I'm going to give you three different search volumes, and you're going to try and pick which keyword goes to what search volume. And and only to what, date. What's the date range of the search search? The, la- the last 30 days. The last 30 days. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is... um. This is, uh, there's only two people out of like 15 who have, I've gotten all, th- even though it's only three, like everybody keeps getting this wrong because I, I do throw in some curveballs in there, but this one may not have a curveball, but now I got you thinking about it. So you uh, just right, go with your gut right. on this. All right. So the three keywords and you know, since you're from Austin, Texas this is what I think about when I, when I, when I think of Austin, I'm going to give you three keywords from based on or in order of length, barbecue gloves, but spelled BBQ. So BBQ gloves. All of these, when I say barbecue, words, I mean BBQ. Two yeah, two two words. No B- spaces, no dots. Just no a space B- between BBQ and then gloves. Okay. okay. BBQ grill, two words. Okay. okay. And BBQ rub. Rub? Rub. All right. Okay. So there's the three keywords. Now, the three search volumes in descending order, the most, the, the keyword here that has the most search volume is 23,000. All right. Okay. The number two is about 10,000, 9,700 monthly search volume. The lowest one is 3,000, all right? So again, the three keywords, 
barbecue gloves, barbecue grill, barbecue rub. Okay. So which one goes to which search volume? So what we're gonna, there's 23, 10, mm -hmm. and 3? Yes. So 23,000, 10,000, and 3,000. Last 30 days. So, um, okay. So probably the, th the 3,000 would be uh, the rub. Okay. The 10,000 would be the grill. And the 23,000 would be the gloves. All right, you got one right, which is what almost everybody does. The barbecue rub is only 3,000, and this surprised me too, and this is why I picked this one. Barbecue grill is 23,000. Like, barbecue grill in, in, in February, January, February, but yeah, that's, uh, I checked it out in the brand analytics too, just to make sure Helium 10 was, was had it in the right order. And sure enough, barbecue grill is the 23,000, and barbecue gloves is the 10,000. Yeah, I thought right about now. switching that, because that's why I asked you the last 30, because it's Christmas time, so. yeah. And Christmas time would flip that because grills are a common gift. Yeah. So it's and, still maybe and, some and, residuals and, from and there. Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, yeah. Su so Super Bowl that is would, probably. Guess, that's actually, I was, I forgot about Super Bowl. If yeah. That, that's Super probably Bowl, the reason why. That. Yep. yep. That's it. I, I guarantee in the middle of April or something, barbecue grill is not going to have 23,000 uh, nope. uh, searches. So there you have it. Again, the, the reason why we play that game, guys, is just to make everybody know or let everybody know that. We, we might be experts on something. We might know how we would search, but it's not necessarily what the majority of, how majority of people search. So always do the research to, and look at the data, either from Helium 10, you've got brand analytics from Amazon and, and make your decisions based on that, not your own personal preferences. And another thing like uh, that just illustrated what we were just talking about, the seasonality. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you're like, well, why the heck would a grill be way higher than gloves? And it's, it would be the Super Bowl. So if you, if you think about that in your, in your marketing uh, and in your planning, uh, you can take that to your advantage. Yeah. Now we, we've we've talked about how much education you do, either speaking at events or we talked about the Freedom Ticket program that that you helped us, and then you mentioned briefly the Helium Ten Elite. So Helium Ten Elite is is the biggest plan or, or the most expensive plan with Helium Ten, and it's for the people who really want to next level their education. And what you do each month is you bring on different influencers and different experts on different fields to, to do a virtual workshop with the elite members. What are, you know, not going into details, but who are some of the ones you've had recently or that you have planned upcoming and like the topics that, that you've gone over or are going to go over? Yeah, I mean, the topics that we cover in there, I mean, we have someone that's done a detailed manage chat, how to set up detailed manage chat flows. We have someone that's talked about uh, the whole accounting side. You know, some of it's boring kind of stuff. It's not always the, the sexy, sensational, you know, latest hack kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that you need to know. We've had someone that's really shown you how to do inventory, inventory forecasting. Mm -hmm. Really good. We've had people that have come on, showed you how to really optimize your listing. Uh, we've had people come on that uh, have shown, here's what the, uh, the latest tricks and stuff some of the people are, are using out there and how to combat them. We've had uh, people talk about sourcing tricks. Um, I mean, it's a wide range. I mean, everything from accounting issues to legal issues to how to sell your business and get the maximum value. For example, I mean, a lot of people don't realize when they're selling their business that if you buy Helium 10 Elite uh, and you're paying for that, or you go to a conference like the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, or you go to SellerCon or one of these, or Prosper, one of these other shows, actually that money gets added back. Every month we typically have three speakers that come on speak for 45 minutes to an hour, do a little Q&A, and then I always wrap it up at the end with a, a little thing called the uh, seven hacks, which are short little snippets of, uh, not always hacks, but short little cool things that are out there that you might want yeah. to take a look at. We're going we're gonna to get into your 30-second hack. Instead of 30-second second tip, we can call it that. 
So if you guys want more information on, on how to sign up for Elite, just go to helium10.com forward slash Elite. One more thing before we get into the hack, you know, a lot of people have always asked us at Helium 10 and of course ask you like, oh man, do you guys do consulting or is there any way I can pick your brain or or ask you questions? And, and me personally, I just have zero bandwidth, you know, to be able to do that. I, I wish I could, but I can't. But, and in the past we, we've, we've told people, yeah, yeah, you know, Kevin, he still does consulting, but you know, he, he gets like a thousand to $3,000 an hour sometimes for his consulting. But now there's a different option where people can directly ask you questions live couple times a month or one, one time a month or no, it's three times, three times, three. Oh my goodness. We're generous three times a month. So, so real quick, this is something that we just launched. How can people actually pick your brain three times a month? You know, uh, back, like we said earlier, freedom ticket is now included in any helium 10 plan. So if you haven't checked out freedom ticket, go in there, there's a button that you hit and it'll automatically, uh, be added to you if you're a helium 10 subscriber. And then there's an option that we just, uh, launched, uh, in January of this year called freedom ticket extra. And so what that is, is every, every, typically every Monday, I do a, a two-hour live Q&A call. So it's directly with me. It's not with a coach or with an assistant or something. It's directly with me. So it's only for the Freedom Ticket students. And so it, it actually gives you access to ask whatever question you want regarding Amazon to me. And I answer it live in real time. And it's also recorded. So if you're not able to make it live, you can listen to the replay. We have some people in there that are avid question answer askers, and they'll, they'll ask a lot of questions. Other people uh, might just sit back and listen, uh, but no question goes unanswered. So it's not like I cherry pick uh, the questions and like, oh, I'm going to answer this one and not that guy's. Everybody's question gets answered. And then we do a special training every month, too, where I bring in an expert that's, uh, that talks in detail on, it could be on setting up a PPC campaign or how to analyze it or setting up a managing chat flow or uh, how to do your books properly uh, and your accounting or whatever it may be. Uh, it's a little bit more detailed than what we cover in the freedom ticket. So yeah, I don't do much consulting anymore. I, I, I when I do it, I charge more than a thousand dollars an hour, uh, or over $10,000 a day, but I, I try to limit that cause it's not really scalable, um, versus, uh, building a new company with, a uh, an eco-friendly company is scalable and I can make a lot more money three years from now than if I just keep doing consulting. And so, but that's, that's a great way, uh, actually be able to talk to me and uh, I enjoy doing those. I really like helping people and answering the questions. I don't know every single answer, uh, but I know a few. And so I do my best uh, and uh, people seem to really enjoy it. So if you guys want to find out more information on how you can get on those live calls, just go to helium10.com forward slash FTX, helium10.com forward slash FTX. And that's, that's uh, exclusively for Helium 10 members. All right. So now we've come to the part of the show that we call the or the TST 30 second tip. Can Kevin keep a reply under 30 seconds? This will be groundbreaking right now if this happens. I'm going to put you on timer, Kevin. Ready when you are. All right. You got that timer ready? Ready, set, go. All right. So a lot of people, um, you probably know that badges can make a huge difference. You know, bestseller badges or best new release or, you know, those big orange badges that show up. How would you like to get a bestseller badge on your listing? Even if the listing is, say, a year old or two years old. Well, here's a little trick that, works as of right now and might quit working as soon as this podcast goes out because a lot of people are thousands of people are hearing it, but just change, go in and change the, your release date to one day before today's date. So whatever today's date is, change from one day before today's date and then run a can, an outside traffic campaign to your, your listing from ManyChat or from social or from your own email list to spike the sales a little bit or do a rebate or whatever you want to do and watch and see what happens. All right. That was like a 
FTS, 40-second tip, but that's all right. It was That's still the, the most succinct answer you've given. But we never complain about it because you just drop gold nuggets nonstop. So we definitely love to, to hear it. Hopefully nobody here is doing what you said you do sometimes and fast-forwarding because, ah, the, the, the speaker, I don't like it. So like, I, I think everybody listens to you at 1.0 1, 1 speed on this one. But anyways, Kevin, it's great to, to have you in the office and, and to hear about all the things you have planned for 2020. Come March 2021, let's touch bases again on this podcast. Love to get an update on the calendars and how you're, you're scaling that out. But anyways, the best of luck to you the rest of the year. I appreciate it, man. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 